Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Caleb here with Catch the Fever podcast, where this is a podcast to help anglers understand, learn more about catching uh, trophy catfish. Uh, through these podcasts that we're going to be doing, this is just the first of many. We're going to be going over different topics, different fish species. Uh, we're going to be listing in the headliner uh, about who we're talking to and what the topic is every time we do one of these podcasts. Uh, this is one of the first, so we're very excited. Uh, we thought for uh, the first person that we would talk to uh, is an angler who's, who's, who's very well known. He's had a great season so far in the catfishing uh, tournament scene, and uh, that is Jason Jackson. How are you doing, Jason? Hey, Caleb. How are you, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Doing good. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us today. And uh, like I said in the introduction, one of the things that uh, we want to really push hard on this podcast and the ones we do moving forward is, is to get guys up to date, up to speed, whether they're a, a expert angler or just coming into the sport of catfishing. Uh, we want to make sure that we teach them uh, as much as possible. And even the experienced anglers, they can take something away from it as well. Um, so that is the goal here. Uh, Jason, if you don't mind, if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, um, and how you got into catfishing and, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, how you got into it. Sure. Uh, so I am located in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm actually located in Alton, Illinois, uh, just across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I've been fishing the river my whole life. I got into it with my father. Um, and grandfather, when I was a real young kid, um, they grew up on the river um, doing various things. Um, and uh, I've been fishing catfish tournaments since I was around, I want to say, 15 years old with my dad. Um, he kind of got out of it whenever I got in, a little bit older can do it myself. He kind of burned out on it since he's been doing his whole life. And uh, I kind of took off from there. And uh, it's been a really fun ride. I've met a lot of great people along the way, seen a lot of cool things, been to a lot of cool places, and uh, it's, it's been fun. That's cool. That's cool. Now, Jason, you also do some uh, some guiding. Is that correct? Yeah, I still do a little bit of guiding, not as much as I used to, but I still um, operate Two Rivers Guide Service out of Alton, and uh, we do a little bit of guiding on the Mississippi River. Um, it's kind of slowed down for me with some other stuff I got going on. I want to do about 10 trips a year now maybe 15 um but uh yeah i i still do a little bit of guiding here and there all right good deal good deal yeah we've seen some of the pictures uh that you guys some of the fish that y'all are pulling out i mean just some big fish and y'all just had came off of a really good tournament uh at the alton classic out there in illinois y'all y'all finished at third in that tournament didn't you and there was a lot of really good anglers there and uh, y'all, y'all showed out. Yeah, we uh, we had a great tournament. Um, Hunter boats. We got third. Um, it was a tight neck and neck race for the top three. I think it was decided within five pounds or so. Um, so yeah, it was a great tournament. It was the you know inaugural tournament here for the Alton Classic, and that's something we plan on doing every year in the city of Alton. That's good. Well, before we get into some of the tactics and and helping these guys understand uh, kind of how you fish, how you rig. Uh, for you guys listening, a little bit of background on Jason, uh, at Catch the Fever, uh, we follow Alex Nagy, which is with Twisted Cats Tournament Trail, uh, Alton, uh, the Alton Catfish Classic was one of those tournaments that, uh, 
that he that he hosts as well. And we tell anglers on certain tournaments that if you're using this many big cat fever rods during a tournament uh, and you win, you get five hundred dollars. Well, seems like the last three tournaments we're paying Jason Jackson five hundred dollars. So uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. Uh, you, you've had a great year, Jason, and uh, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. And uh, we're we're gonna keep keep sending that money your way. I reckon. <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. It's been a it's, it's been a fun year so far. And with all the flooding and everything we've had, we've been uh, we've been fortunate to pull together a couple wins and uh, been pretty competitive this year. So I can't complain. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Jason, something that a, a lot of guys message in, uh, they message into our Facebook pages that catch the fever. Um, we see a lot of it on the internet. There's, there's, there's some things that, that talk about the tactic of, of fishing that you guys do out there. And that is bumping for catfish and river current. Um, a lot of guys, uh, out your way, they're familiar with it. You know, a lot of those guys don't even have anchors in their boat. Um, they're out there in the current. And they're bumping for catfish. But then there's a lot of people. There's this rush of, of, of new people that's come into the industry and they're not familiar with it. Um, if you would just kind of ex explain um, bumping for, for catfish, kind of what you're trying to do there. And uh, just to kind of uh, wrap a guy's mind around it who's used to just getting out there on the river and anchoring, you know, how would you best describe, you know, bumping uh for catfish. Sure. Yeah. It's just a different type of presentation. Uh, you know, um, what, what we're doing is we're just slowing the boat down. Um, sometimes half the speed, sometimes even slower, um, to the speed of the current. And, uh, our main goal is to get that bait back behind the boat. And I like to think of it as me putting the, uh, most less pressure on the line and the bait as possible and giving it that more natural presentation as it's rolling across the bottom um, it's free flowing. It's not like an anchor rod where it's sitting there stationary, not moving, you know, it's more natural. It's flowing down the river, like, you know, bait does. Um, but, but also staying in contact with the bottom at all times where these fish live and, uh, going over ledges, um, you know, current breaks down seams behind structure where these fish are actually sitting. Um, it allows us a way to get in there and, uh, you know, get right where they live and put it right where they are. And, uh, a lot of times, I think when this bait's moving by them, um, you know, it's one of those things that they don't, if you, they don't eat right now, they don't know when that next piece of bait's going to come rolling by. So I think a lot of it's an instinct bite that we're getting. Um, they don't have much time to think about it. It's moving and they grab it and uh, it's usually pretty aggressive. So um, it's a different type of presentation to uh, catch these fish for sure. Yeah. So you're really going after that reaction bait. And I guess, you know, uh, over here in the Carolinas, you see a lot of anchoring. You know, we, we do a lot of anchoring. We do a lot of drifting and that style of fishing. Um, you know, we're located right here uh, about, a, about two hours away from what's called the James River. I know that's a body of water that you fished before. Yep. Um, and, you know, we hear talk, you know, especially since Catch the Fever has came out with the Big Cat Fever bumping rod. And for guys who are listening, uh, Jason uh, was a huge part in that in, in working with our brand and uh, – He's been a critical piece uh, to our brand and sharing his knowledge and insight over the years uh, to make that that rod model happen. He's been great to work with, and uh, we introduced those rods. And the first thing that we found out was guys around here locally who were saying, you know, 
that's mostly for guys, you know, out west, you know, the, who's bumping. You know, we've got the James River here. The current's only about three and a half miles an hour, three miles an hour. Uh, you know, will the fish bite like that? You know, will they uh, will they bite that bait with that rod in your hand walking that, that bait down? And uh, I know when we were in the testing phases and we took some of the bumping rods up to the James River, we were surprised instantly. We started out with small baits of how many fish we were catching bumping on our local rivers. And, you know, for you guys out there where you're, where you're located on the Mississippi, that's just every day. But, you know, there's so many guys out here that just can't wrap their mind around walking a bait backwards in the current. And these fish out here on the East coast, they do the same thing that you guys are, or that they're doing for you guys out there on the Mississippi. And you've bumped on the James river, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We're out there. Oh man. 2011, 10, Somewhere in that frame, <laughs> we got a lot of weird looks out there. And I mean, I know some guys. <laughs> I know some guys from out here. Uh, I know Jason Mathenia. He's from a St. Louis guy. He was he was out there for a Bass Pro tournament, and I think he did pretty well bumping around the Hopewell area there. And uh, man, it was uh, it was funny. Some of the looks he said he was getting from these people that were just like, "What are these guys doing?" <laughs> so, but uh, you know, there's there's always there's always one more than one way to catch these fish, and you know, being uh, being narrow-minded isn't always the best idea. You know, you got to open it up and, you know, always absorb. If you – I always find out I think you're too good to uh, learn anything else. Well, you're probably not going to learn anything else. <laughs> so, you know, there's always room There's always room for other things and room for improvement. And, uh, you know, this is definitely something that almost anybody in water can, uh, can manage to do it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something we found out uh, real quick, you know, with getting in – into bumping that stuff we're gonna uh you know be doing more and more uh after working with you and and you sharing that in uh, a lot of your insight with us um back to back back to you know where you're located and and you're bumping for these catfish or uh you know when you talked about adjusting for the speed of the current so how are you if, if i'm a guy and i just got in a boat uh i just got on the mississippi rivers uh for instance i'm fishing a Bumping's new to me. I'm coming over here from the East Coast where it's catching on, but I, I really don't. I'm not that experienced. How do I calibrate the speed? I mean, are you are you just drifting, seeing what the speed is, and then dropping your trolling motor, cutting it in half? And then also, how do you determine what size weight to bump with? Yeah, so, I mean, we use a very – I mean, one of the things, I guess we'll start with the speed. Um, it just changes so much, man. If it's on outside bends, straights, inside, it just – it really has to depend on where the fish are at and, uh, man, how crazy you want to get. If you want to, you know, put your troll motor on 10 and slow yourself down in some fast water um, in order to be able to fish it, um, you know, you can, but you got to think about your troll motor batteries, how long they're going to last. You find a little more neutral water that your troll motor's on five, four and a half, you know, and you're doing okay. Um, I like to keep my boat as slow as possible as I can, but I also got to realize what I'm messing with, how long my batteries are going to last, um, stuff like that. I got to think about long-term here. So I usually, I mean, I usually, I, I fish some hot water. We call it fast moving water, but, uh, it, it really has to depend on how confident I am on that. If I'm going to get bit quick, it's going to be a slow bite, stuff like that. Um, I like to keep my boat if I can, um, anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 miles an hour, if I can, um, sometimes 
Um, they're not biting at that speed, and they like it a little faster. You get that reaction bite going, it's good. Sometimes they don't want just a bait at all, and we got to really lock her down and you know move her point two, point three to really leave it in front of their face for a minute. So um, you kind of just got to adjust on the fly as the day goes and see what these fish are doing, and you know take note of what they're doing. If they're if it's a slow bite, you know take note of it and slow the boat down a little bit. If uh, it's a pretty good bite. And uh, you can fish in faster water. You know, maybe I'll get away with that 1.6 to 1.8 mile an hour. So it all has to do with, uh, you know, what you can what you can handle with your equipment. That's what it really all comes down to. Um, as far as the weights, though, uh, we like to switch it up. We run various weights, um, anywhere from an ounce to 16 ounces. Um, we're fishing some really fast water. We may have 16 ounces, trying not to run the line out of the spool. Um me and my guys, we like to use different size weights. Um, I'll run a little bit heavier because I'm controlling the boat and I don't have as much concentration as, um, say, my buddy who's sitting next to me and just trying to catch a fish. He may run a little bit lighter weight and get that thing back there 500 feet, 600 feet behind the boat. Um, you know, I'll run a little bit heavier weight because I'm running the trolling motor and trying to keep it straight and looking at a fish finder and all kinds of other stuff. But we like to vary our vary our weight sizes and you know, try to figure out maybe they're maybe they're liking that presentation way back behind the boat with no pressure on it. Or some days they like a heavier weight where it's straight up and down behind the boat and, you know, you can catch them right there 100 foot behind the boat. So um, a lot of it's, you know, trial and error type of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, listening to you talk and uh, uh, it reminds me, I mean, with being with catch the fever and, and doing this, I've had the opportunity to talk to some really great anglers. And, uh, when you were talking, you know, watching, uh, what those fish are doing, if you're, if you're drifting faster and you're getting that bite, or if you're slowing it down, or if you're going to the outside bends, or if you're in a straightaway where the current's a little bit faster, you know, you kept saying, you just got to really watch and see what the fish are doing. Yet I've noticed that a, a lot of the, a lot of these great anglers, even like yourself, uh, you're going out there and when you get bit, it's almost like you stop and you tell yourself, okay, what are we doing? What, what got that bite? And uh, if you're listening or, you know, or, or if you're somebody who's trying to hone in on your skills, that's really uh, killer, you know, advice that's hidden inside of what you're saying is if you guys are out there, just like Jason said, and uh, you're noticing that you're, you're bumping on the outside bends and you get bit, take note of what you're doing. You know, nothing is, is really by mistake, you know, it's, it's really easy to miss a pattern if you're not taking your time and really paying attention on what these fish are doing. Uh, I mean, that's, that's key for getting dialed in. And uh, that's a theme that I've noticed uh, talking with, uh, with really great anglers. They're looking and they're changing things up and seeing what the fish want and making note, not just out there, oh, I got a fish. They rebate up. Oh, man, we got another one. Oh, man, they quit biting. And then they realize they changed what they were doing. The fish didn't change. I mean, the first thing we do, um, and man, my my partners are really good at it. I fish with, um, I fish with Frank Castle a lot. He's, he's one of my tournament partners. And I just started fishing back with Ryan Casey again this year a little bit. We've been partners for, I don't know, 10-plus years. And, uh, man, some of the biggest things we do is, What'd you catch it on? Head, fillet, chunk? How big a bait was it? You know, what kind of bait was it? And that makes a whole world of difference. I know a lot of guys that I talk to, they say, oh, I like heads. And I, I, my worst question is, well, why do you like heads? Oh, I fish like. 
you know, and then, you know, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, I've caught a lot of fish on heads, but I've also caught a lot of fish on a back strap, or I've caught a lot, right. of, a lot of fish on a midsection, and just, you know, there's more than, there's a lot of things people don't realize, these finer details that we have to um, even think about, because some days, you know, your buddy may be wearing them out next to you, and you're sitting there wondering, man, what am I doing wrong? And it's because he's using a, you know, he's using a fillet all day, and you're still using a big old head, and you know, them fish, they're, we all know how aggravating they can be, and they don't they don't want that stuff. You know, they, they're picky on what they eat just like we are. You know, we don't want we don't want to eat pizza every night, you know. We uh we want to change it up or have a steak every now and then. So I mean it it changes. They're not they're not as robotic as everybody thinks they are. You're you're absolutely right. That's kind of the the stigma. You know, I think there's so much wrong information uh for guys who are just coming in to the sport of catfishing. Uh, you know, they, they tell a buddy, say, Hey man, look, you know, I saw some guys, saw Jason saw some pictures of this guy who, you know, is catching some really big fish. I think I'm going to go catfishing this weekend and try to target one. And the, it seems like the default advice, which is changing now, but they're like, well, you know, I've got this, you know, that's been in the freezer for two months, you know, that, uh, you know, they're catfish. They'll eat anything. And, and, you know, from experience and, and from what we've seen that that's just not true. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's crazy, you know, how, how good of notes and um, as, the longer I've been doing this and the more I sit back, I just, I just keep thinking like, man, what in the world, you know, uh, you know, what are these fish doing? And, you know, there's so many variables go into the stuff that we, you know, we overlook. I still, whenever they're biting on quarter size baits, you know, it's just, um, there's just so many variables to look at and, a lot of us just overlook them so quickly and so much. That's right. That's right. And uh, never underestimate the power of a small bait. Like my good friend Austin here in uh, North Carolina, he says elephants eat peanuts. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, my biggest fish came on a piece of skipjack as big as my thumbnail. So, <laughs> hey man, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to try small baits because my biggest fish in my life came off of, you know, like I said, a thumb sized piece of bait. So, um, you know, you can't, you can't think about, you can't think about that stuff. You just got to take note of it and hope it works out for you. That's right. That's right. And, and, uh, we're moving right along. This has already been uh, great information, um, Jason. And one of the things I was going to go back to is, um, what, what, as far as real, what kind of reel are you using? Uh, and you're using, you're, you're using braid, you're not using mono or, Kind of tell us what you're using, what, what your outfit consists of. If I'm a guy who's looking to get into bumping, uh, you know, I, I don't really have the the budget to buy the wrong stuff. What are you use that you've been successful with? Sure, yeah. So on my bumping rigs, um, you know, obviously I'm running the new Big Cat Fever bumping rods that we came out with. And then uh, my reels, I'm running uh, Dakota, the new high gear line counters. Um, I'm running Dakota 600 HG LCs. And I got them spooled up with 80-pound Power Pro. Um, then on my anchor rods, I am running um, – I run a lot of medium rods when I'm anchoring. I don't use too many medium heavies, uh, but I use uh, – I got them paired up with Pen Fathom 20, 20s um, with level wines. And uh, I use 80-pound Power Pro on that. Sometimes I'll use 100, but – not very often, mostly 80 pound for me all the way around the board. And then on my suspend rigs, 
um, like for suspending drifting on the river and stuff like that, I use the medium heavy rods a lot and the faster current, and those got the pin fathoms on it too. Um, you know, the biggest thing um, with my bumping reel is speed because a lot of times when these fish hit that bait, they don't go down river with it. They either come off the bottom with it or they come right at you with it. And having a reel that's fast, like a like the Dakotas, um, it allows me to crank, um, you know, almost three foot of crank and catch up to that fish and make sure I get the hook set in him. Um, some of these smaller reels are great on weight and stuff like that. Like a lot of guys are using like a Pro Rocket 6500s and stuff like that. That's great. But if a fish hits it slow or comes at you, um, I mean, it's all about speed when you're bumping. You got to crank down get the slack out of that line and uh, get some pressure on that hook before that fish spits it out of its mouth. So, um, you know, always use a fast, fast reel when it comes to bumping. It's not so much about weight when it comes to the reel um, as it is speed. So I'd rather give up a couple ounces of weight to get a couple more feet of speed. So, Good deal. Man, That's that, that definitely covers it uh, from A to Z as far as uh, a guy who's looking to to start bumping more and, uh, you know, kind of what he needs, the, the gear ratio thing. I mean, that's a, that's a great point, you know, something that's easily missed. You might get a guy who's really just looking at how much drag a reel holds it. You know, it always seems like, well, how much line does it hold and how much drag does it have? But, uh, you know, gear ratio, just like what Jason said, when those fish, uh, when they bite, you know, they don't always yank it down like you do on an anchor, they do on an anchor rod. They're, they're, they're biting up and it's coming at you. So you've got to be able to get that slack out and and get some pressure on the tip of that hook to to get it to penetrate so uh that's all been great advice and and uh jason it looks like we're going on 22 minutes here and i know you're a busy man and uh we'll let you go with that but i i can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to to do this podcast we're going to be doing some more with jason uh and uh i mean he's 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 full of knowledge like he said he's been doing it all his life so we're going to be doing some more podcast with jason um so we really appreciate you appreciate you being on absolutely i appreciate you having me man look forward to the future with it absolutely and guys if if you're if you like this podcast if you've got any comments or if you if you've got anything that you want us to cover talking with jason next time uh that we have this uh this podcast with jason just leave a uh, shoot us a message uh, let us know some of the questions that we may have missed that you would like to see uh, that can improve your game on the water. And as always, guys, there's going to be some more of these, and we appreciate uh, you listening to the Catch the Fever Fishing Podcast, where our main mission is to help you catch more and bigger fish. We'll catch you next time. Thank Thanks, you, Jason. See you, guys.